are Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Best, and at least one team that I'm kind of associated with one tonight. That would be the Mighty Drunks, not the Nashville Predators. Whew. Did you have a three-goal lead? No, we won 9-0. Ah, in the playoffs, round one of the playoffs. So That's pretty impressive. I can't say yeah. that about the NHL team tonight, but so, no, that's impressive. I'm going to have a little bit of analogy here. Uh, so we are playing a team that we've actually played the previous two weeks because one was a makeup game because of ice canceling or po- postponing one previous game. So we played them two times in a row to finish regular season. First time we played this team, we won 5-2. to two. It was very tight overall, we won in the third. Last week, we had to go to the shootout, and we won in the shootout against this team. So they're very, very good. And then this team, all of a sudden, we play them and we win nine to nothing. And we're like, "What? what's going on? They had at, at least two or three people and just no show for a playoff game today. That kind of, sucks. Kind of like the Nashville Predators in the third period. <laughs> I mean, it was more than two or three people in the third period that were no shows. Right. But that's they only had four people on the bench. That's brutal. That's so hard so to play. They couldn't even do full line changes and i went and asked like what happened because you guys played us so tight last week and it was it's been fun playing them but like we just had some people no show and so people couldn't make it like how do you not no show in the playoffs yeah just no shows one thing if you can't make it because your calendar and everything things happen but no showing national predators no showed big time by blowing a three goal lead in the third period in 19 minutes and two seconds they blew it in 19 minutes and two seconds. And to a team that they're directly battling for playoff position with, it was uh, – this is what gets me about this game, Matt. The natural Predators, for the first two periods, they're playing downhill hockey. I mean, there are mm-hmm. so many times that they just look completely dominant out there that they looked fantastic – and they looked like they smelled blood. I was even watching with my with my buddy Jeremy uh, K. Gover, who's been with the AP and Natural Predators Radio Network before. And when it was 4-1, he even put Nail Coffin out on Twitter. That ended up being a cultic, and he admitted it. And it, it was because they look so good. And then things just went downhill. Uh, Chicago, I mean – they got it. They got a good goal, and then all of a sudden, just things started to happen, and the Nets first completely fell apart. I mean, Roman yeah. Yossi had some bad turnovers in this game. They had the, the team overall just looked like they did earlier in the season for the third period, and that's a complete 180 from what we've seen lately out of this team. And I don't want to say that these are the real natural predators or hot take or do anything like that. Chicago obviously knew how important this game was. And I expected Chicago actually to come out even stronger in the first period than they did to where Nashville had to kind of survive the first five minutes thing and then play an even game from there. No, they were just exchanging opportunities right off the bat from the start, which actually was a good look for Nashville that they were fully in the game. And yes, Nashville gets a point, which is obviously very important. And we're going to talk about that later, but to blow a three goal lead to Chicago, a team they've dominated all season is not a good look for the Natural Predators, and that gives Chicago a lot of momentum going into the next game, which still is at home, and the Natural Predators obviously are going to be very ticked off, and hopefully they can channel that energy in the right way uh, and not let it happen again. 
So a few points here. Number one, it'll be interesting to see what kind of fight the Predators give out on their next game, only because for a majority of the season, when it, when this team faced adversity, they were so fragile. They would come out the next game slow. They would look sad. They wouldn't look good. And then they had that nice little like winning streak, and they're, they weren't fragile anymore. And if they had a bad period, they rebounded quite nicely. So it'll be interesting to see what like, state of mind they go to. And how they lost the game is very simple. When you think of these Nashville Predators, what makes them so successful? Forechecking. This team forechecks like a mofo. And when they're on their forecheck, no matter what line it is, they create opportunities. They force turnovers everywhere. How do you beat the Chicago Blackhawks? Don't get into one-on-one situations. Therefore, do not let off the gas. So it's easy to say don't let off the gas, but like a lot of teams are able to let off the gas and stop their offensive chances but play a very restricting defensive game. The Predators tried doing that. And when you take the forecheck out of the Preds game almost completely and you start running like a 4-1 or a 3-2 kind of thing instead of a pretty decent forecheck where you're clogging up the neutral zone, uh, you're giving all of their skill players time and space. Patrick Kane got space, which he had that mm-hmm. wicked pass and was able to like kick things off. And then in overtime, just <laughs> Patrick Kane and friends on that first three on three unit was like, I'm going to mess around with you for a bit, get you real tired. All right, to bring it, get off. All right, Kane, get off. Brendan Hagel, how about a short side shot? Like the, the Predators, like we've talked about, have one thing truly going for them. And it's, I believe they have a top five to eight four check in the league. I think their four check is absolutely dynamite. You take that away, then what the hell are you doing? And this to me is just poor in-game coaching by John Hines. Uh, We talked about Carolina's ability to adapt the last time they played the Hurricanes and how Rod Brindamore just went, okay, you're going to be physical with us. We'll be physical with you and up the skill play here and beat you one-on-one. Chicago went, you're going to give us time to set up now? Thank you so much. Because it was after that penalty kill where the Preds had a great penalty kill. Chicago couldn't get in the zone, couldn't set up. I was kind of amazed that they didn't just go for a quick whistle, get a timeout kind of thing. But Chicago just was like, thanks for letting us play our game. Thanks for laying off on the four check. Thanks for coughing up with a three goal lead. Uh, the Predators did this to themselves. They let the Blackhawks back into the game. I, I can't believe that they killed off the double minor. That's what got yeah. me. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, they, they killed that off there. It's a, oh, crap. Like, that's, yeah. that's really what happened there. It was a, oh, yeah. Okay. They, they, maybe they got the compo. Nope. Nope. Um, no, they didn't. Nope. And so I, I don't want to focus too much on this loss because it is one. It's, you don't want it to be a trend. It's so we'll see now how they respond. It's it's all about the response now to this game. And I think most were saying out of these three games, it, you get four to five points and it's really good. You get six, that is prime. So they're still on pace. I think that. that number changes though, based on what Dallas does. Oh, for sure. Right. But, I mean, like if you, Dallas goes out and lays eggs this whole series, if you get two points and Dallas gets none, then that's a, that's a win. Well, like, that's but you great. can only control what you can control. And 100%. It, it's always difficult to say they need to sweep. I mean, yes, they need to get more points because the game's in hand with Dallas, but more point, one point is better than zero points. And if they get five out of six, that is still overall a successful week. 
It just is one of those things that you know what's coming up behind you. Now, granted, as we all know, this is an easy week for Dallas, and they do have challenges ahead because they do have to take on Carolina still. And so they have their their fair share of challenges. And I think I even said here, too, that it's most likely that Dallas is going to jump Nashville this week, and then it will even things out once we get to the end of the month and into May. And then the gauntlet really happens for these teams to duke it out. If anything, this gives Chicago a little bit of life because we've said it's going to be a two-team race. Now Chicago has that really that little glimmer of hope. I mean, on, I wouldn't. For them. I'd, I'd call it more than a glimmer of hope. You look at the max points that each of these teams could get. Nashville right now, their max points is 68. Chicago's is 67. I'd say Chicago has a bit more than a glimmer because then we're saying that the Predators have a glimmer as well. Yeah, but Chicago's schedule is not giving them i mean when you really think about their schedule ahead for the chicago blackhawks they needed this so badly if they oh, yeah. lost this game so that's why i say glimmer because you can't just flip everything around after one win it gives no. them a glimmer of hope because if they blew if they lost if they lost all three games this week then it's gone they win one it gives them a glimmer that's why i say glimmer because they have a little bit of hope they earned some points finally and they finally got over that hurdle of beating nashville in the regular season because they hadn't it was 0 and 6 against 0 and 6. Them. so that's big for them to get one win but at least for Nashville they got a point out of it whereas Chicago obviously and Chicago and Dallas obviously would have preferred Nashville get zero points uh, out of that as well do you know what's troubling to me is it's now eight straight games without a power play goal eight straight oh for 21 this is where they're at now and I know Tolvin and just got back in the lineup so an 0 for 2 tonight you kind of look at it and go, okay, sure. Maybe they'll score the next game. But uh, 0 for 21 is not going to win you hockey games to end the year. That's just flat out not going to do that. Uh, this was also the first time I have a few stats in front of me that Nashville has given up more than two goals to Chicago all season long. Um, these are the games that I expected this week, by the way. These high-scoring 5-4 games. I know I said on a show today to take the under. I, I don't, like, dumb stupid shouldn't uh-huh. have said that should have taken the over here especially when malcolm suban got the start that's when i should have changed my mind but i mean i record that show very early in the morning um the i expect the same thing next game high scoring i same exact if the over under is five and a half i'm taking the over and i'm not trying to turn this into a betting thing it's just i think this is how these teams are supposed to play each other and i think the blackhawks beating the preds last night gets rid of such a mental block for that team. And especially in the fashion that they did it, this next game is going to be way more exciting from like a chances opportunity compared to, I mean, tonight's game was exciting if you're not a Predators fan, uh, but the next game will be pretty competitive. I think I wouldn't take a spread anywhere. I think it's going to be a one goal game, maybe a two goal with an empty netter. All right. So we'll see. Unless you did mention Ellie Tolvin and let's talk about him and his return up next. Locked on Predators podcast. He's my best. I'm Justin Bradford. All right, let's talk about Blue Nile. This episode brought to you by 1010, capsule capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 by Blue Nile is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond. I'm done reading the copy. I'm just going to tell you what it is. You go to Blue Nile, you type in 1010, and it's a bunch of cool rings made by 10 different designers. Uh, There are no blood diamonds. They're all legit. This is more fun for me when I just get to ramble on about it anyways. Uh, these rings you can buy for anyone. I could buy one for Justin. I could buy one for Kat because she gives us all these fantastic questions. I could buy one for Kyle because he makes fantastic memes. I could buy one for John because he sent me a David Ayers thing. 
And by the way, Kyle, I know that David Ayers beat the Maple Leafs. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I could send rings to any of my friends and I would send them a Blue Nile ring because that 1010 collection is pretty good. I think I've said 1010 and Blue Nile enough that I can wrap this ad up. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Locked on Predators podcast. This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Ellie Tolvanen, back after missing a good handful of games. And we definitely have noticed a difference in the way the team plays without Ellie Tolvanen and without Philip <laughs> Forsberg. I mean, Matt mentioned the power play suffering. Now, granted, I will say only two opportunities in the power play. Yes, but it's just overall has not looked good. And they've no. missed Ellie Tolvanen and what he brings. And his name was called multiple times in terms of what he was out there in terms of trying to muster up the offense. He got a goal in his return as well by going to the right spot. Victor Arvidsson is able to, to find him right there. And it was one of those just bam, blammo, bang it in. Ellie Tolvanen going to the right place at the right time. And that's that's what good players do. Stellar pass by Arvid too. Stellar pass. Stellar pass by Arvidsson. So Tolvanen, it good for him in his return to get a goal as well, because that's what you want to see for a young player coming off of injury to hype that confidence right back up because in getting rewarded for doing the right things, because he's still a young player. He's still young overall. And yeah, he's been coming into his own. Then an injury is a minor setback because before the injury, we were saying this could fit, could finish top three in Calder voting, probably not going to win, but he was on his way to getting consideration, just like Yusuf Saros, not going to win the Vezina, but overall the stats show that, He's a top goaltender in this league right now. Not going to win, but still deserves consideration and deserves to be talked about to be in, in, in those conversations. So Ellie Tolvin, and for, for him to come back and to score a goal like that in that manner as well, to, to tie the game at least too, because Suter had scored first for Chicago. So for Tolvin to get there, that's a big confidence boost for him. Uh, so good to see him back out that this team desperately desperately needs Ellie Tolvanen back and they need Philip Forsberg back in terms of if they stand any chance of making a run for the rest of the regular season, they need those guys back and healthy. Uh, Tolvanen got 15 minutes in his return, three shots on goal, three hits. So he was willing to go and lay the body, even a block shot as well. So like Ellie Tolvanen overall with his game, he's still coming into his own very, very much, but just for him to get a goal, very big. He had, he got his one game to ease back into the lineup, play more than 15 minutes the next game. If you want to win. That's mm-hmm. that's basically my take here. Uh, I'd, I'm also happy that Tolvanen's at least attempting more shots. He had three shots on goal credited for, and I can count many more opportunities where he either whistled it wide or he hit a body in front. So it's good to see that the Preds are allowing their goal scorers to actually become high-volume shooters. I mean, Philip Forsberg was doing that, and then Tolvanen came, and then Forsberg stopped being a high-volume shooter. I got off the shot props. I brought up betting a couple more times now and Arvidsson is more successful as well when he's shooting so he had four shots this game fantastic pass like towards the front of the net those are the things you want to see I think my favorite part of Tolvanen's game was just the general excitement he had when he scored that goal that Selly like screaming at Arvey was fantastic <laughs> uh, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see from the young kids yeah scoring goals is great but be passionate about them, especially in a close game where you know so much is on the line. And if you're that young and you know that much is on the line, you're freaking out. I love it. Um, but I need to see more ice time. And again, I'm not blaming John Hines for this loss, but I'm just saying a few strategic coach suggestions here uh, could have made a difference, such as just forecheck and play told in a little longer. I get it. 15 minutes in his first game. It's fine, sure, 
but that number better be higher in game number two for Tolvanen. I'm not saying play him 21 minutes. I'm not saying like turn him into a horse or anything like that. I'm just saying get near the 17 mark. Here, here's the thing too. I, honestly, I don't want to put any really much blame on John Hines for this one. And I put more blame on execution by the players because the way this game was trending after just two periods, the National Predators had 12 high danger opportunities compared to only six for the Blackhawks. They were attacking and attacking very, very well. And then they even had four high danger chances in the third period compared to only two for the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks just obviously made them pay for all the little mistakes that Nashville did. I fault more of the players in execution because it was little mistakes here and there, a turnover, little, a turnover, boom, goal is from Yossi. John Hines did the right thing too. And when he called the timeout, that was the time to call the timeout that he had mm-hmm. to. It ended up not doing anything, but he did call the timeout at the right time. And so that's where I fault more of it as it was a lot of brain farts on the players. And that's, again, I'll keep on stressing, how do they respond? If they come back and they beat Chicago and confidently, it's like a 4-2, 4-1 kind of win, especially 4-2. That would be a good solid win, and then it gets the over. <laughs> so get the 4-2 win, then it's like, okay, they responded the way they needed to respond and that it was a blip. Uh, if it ends up being a tight game, goes to overtime again, then it's like, mm, are they reverting? Yeah. They I... should beat Chicago. The way the Predators have been playing, they should beat Chicago. They should. Yeah, they should. But I think it's not going to be a straight up, yeah, 60-70% chance that they should beat them. I think this game uh, that we're going to see is going to be way closer to a coin flip. I do think Nashville is the better team because I just think the advantage they have is straight up in goaltending. Right. That is the number one advantage. And, I mean, I don't want to harp on John Hines even more here, but you cannot start the period with Eric Halla or the overtime period with Eric Halla. You can't. I know he's been playing well, but you cannot. That is similar to what the Montreal Canadiens do by starting Philly Deneau. And how many games have they lost in overtime this year? I think it's either nine or ten that the Habs have lost. And a lot of those losses have come in the opening minute or 30 seconds because Philip Deneau is on there. And I get that Philip Deneau is a defensively sound player, but in three-on-three, you're basically just rolling over on your back saying, all right, you generate a lot of offense. Let's have one good turnover by you guys, and maybe we'll generate a chance. <laughs> you you just straight up cannot have Eric Halla start the overtime period. Uh, and it's no slight on Halla because he's been playing great. But when you have Arvidsson and Tolvanen having that chemistry to start this game and looking great all game long until the third period, I don't know how you don't start your offensive guns to begin the period. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. All right, up next, is this the game we're going to look back on? When it comes to middle of May, is this the game we are going to look back on? Let's discuss that up next. Locked on Predators podcast. He's Matt Best from Just Bradford. Vroom, vroom, start your engines. Rock auto. Here we go. Should have probably said that with a bit more emphasis. Here, fire my engine up. There we go. Start your engines. Thank you, Thomas the Tank Engine. Alrighty, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And now basically all you need to do is go to their website. They've got the makes and models on their left-hand side. And going to that website is as easy as predicting that Justin will drink milk during a podcast record because it happens every single time. Oat milk. Did you drink regular milk before when we weren't dieting? Yes. And now you're on oat milk. Nice. Look, changes, healthy changes. Yes, sir. 
And speaking of changes, you can change your car up. You can change your truck up over at rockauto.com. You want a new spoiler? You want to throw a spoiler on your truck? Please do it and send me pictures because that'd be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Their catalog is gigantic, better than your mechanics, better than basically anything you can think of. And the best part is you don't have to call them. You don't have to go in the store. You go on a website. You don't have to deal with people. It's the best. And all you have to do for us is write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Shoot me some pictures of what you buy over at rockauto.com. I want to see what you're doing with your vehicles. I love talking about motor vehicles. I'm a big fan of that. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And throughout the episode, I've been talking about betting and just over-unders and shot props and volume shooters. And that's what you want to do and bet on over at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The website is betonline.ag. They've got real-time odds. I mean, we've got a ton of things coming up. We've got award shows, TV shows, reality TV shows you can bet on. Uh, I still can't convince Justin to dress up in a suit and tie and do like a fun little Oscars preview show or something like that. I think that would be a lot of fun. And he's shaking his head no at me. Just think about how fantastic you'd look in a suit. 10 out of 10. Listen here, bud. I know I look damn good in a suit, okay? I look damn good in a suit, but I ain't doing that. What? I I wish people could see what you were doing because Justin had his like one finger up like he was a rapper. I look damn good in a suit. Don't even know. Give me a suit with a nice little pinstripe, little strap right there. Mm. Yeah, and get a nice little boutonniere going. Get the little flower. Oh yeah, and get a nice matching tie, a little some bright style. Got to get the right shoes too because a suit is not a suit unless you got the right shoes. That's it. Go on. Sad Reed's gone off the rails, uh, but what's not off the rails, what is completely logical is getting free money from Bet Online when you use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, will get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. Justin looks great in a suit. Welcome back to the Locked On Predators podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Best. I believe we both look good in suits. I miss Come wearing suits all the time. I miss wearing suits now that I know I can fit in my suits again. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, by the way, I ripped my pants today. Oh. Like from member to exit hole ripped. What did you do, Matthew? So these jeans have had like a little hole that I could, well, not these jeans, I put on a new pair, that I could like stick my finger through and now I really regret it. And I was like, okay. I realized that this morning when I put the jeans on, I was like, later at towards the end of the day, I got to stitch these up and be a, an adult and fix my pants. Uh, I was watching the Preds collapse and I got up really quickly because I was like, F this, I'm going to go upstairs and like get a snack or something. And when I got up, I guess like when I get up, I like kind of spread my legs a bit. And when I got up, all I heard is, and I was like, oh, that's good. I had about like a four inch rip from member to exit and uh yeah it was just it was just a schmidt storm of things happening mlb the show servers were down uh the preds blew that lead and i ripped my pants well how about this i ripped my pants three weeks ago <laughs> look at us go i haven't ripped my pants in like years until then well here here's the thing that i know with me uh these are my jeans and i've had these jeans for a few years and i have thick i have really thick thighs i have thick thighs oh, thick thighs i have thick thighs 
Uh, so there's a lot of friction going on down there when I'm wearing them. And I'm the kind of person that I will wear through a pair of jeans. And remember, for jeans to last, you're actually not supposed to wash them as often. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to just let them go. And so I've, I went probably multiple weeks with wearing these jeans. And basically just wore a hole through them with my thick thighs. Do you, <laughs> are your jeans, like the jeans that I wear, they're like a little stretchy and they're nice. They're not like legit cowboy jeans or Levi's or anything. I buy these jeans and it's like this stretchy material. It's still a jean, but it's like stretchy. So it's no, I nice do have more stretchy fits material. my fat ass nicely because I got a big dump truck. Oh my God. Now, most of my jeans, I would get relaxed fit. The type of jeans that I get. Like baggy? Not baggy, relaxed. Relaxed around the crotch area. Ah, okay. So I, I am so like, I get uh, slim straight. Or I get slim tapered. Jeez, and dude! I just I like. I can't my do that. Cab- my caboose is big, and my I've been called thunder thighs on live videos before. That's fun, um, but I just like the way they feel. And I'm not saying like I got big ass legs or anything. It's just I spent way too much of my childhood wearing way too baggy jeans because mm-hmm. that's what my parents bought me. And then I'd roll the cuffs up like six times, and it's oh, like, "Boy, you will grow into your jeans." <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want to grow into my jeans. I want to be in my jeans right now. It was jeans and corduroy pants. I oh, rocked wow. those as a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I tend to get relaxed fit. When I get a little bit smaller, I'll I'll probably go more to like straight leg. Hell yeah. But I'm not going to do the tapered thing. I, my, I my discovered leg, taper last year. I was very My happy. legs are too thick. Like even when I lose my weight because I have really thick thighs and thick calves. Like I have, I'll say it, I have tremendous calf muscles. Okay. I'm not going to be able to get, I'm not going to be able to get the legs up on those jeans. So I got to go with stretching material or something like that. Anyways. Let's talk about hockey. Is, is, is this the game that we're going to look back at in two weeks? Is this the game we're going to look back at, Matt? Because an overtime loss, it's one point. And hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. Let's look at the standings. Nashville, 52 points, 48 games. Dallas, 50 points, 45 games. Chicago, 49 points, 47 games. So Chicago has a game in hand. Doesn't mean anything for Nashville right now, but Dallas has three games in hand still, only two points back of Nashville. Dallas is going to pass Nashville by this weekend. I I fully believe that, and it's one of those things that will even up again. But that one point, we've been saying it now, it is going to come down to the last two games of the season for all these teams on what's going to happen. So is this the game, Matt? I have two answers for you. That's fine. One is kind of a cop-out. The other one is what I actually believe. I don't (laughs) want to say this is the game until the next game happens because however the Preds respond to the Blackhawks in their next game will determine how I think this single point affects them. If they come out and have a very close match and lose and maybe take another loser point, I don't blame that game. I just, they, they lost. That's it. They lost. Uh, What I do sincerely blame is their early season struggles. They're just their failure to find their identity is what this team has had problems with all season long. It was, do we dump and chase? No, we're not good at that. Uh, Okay. So one guy lugs it in and just tries to take it. Oh no, we're really not good at that. How about we change it and go three up? Nope, still not good at that. How about we four check? Yeah, we're pretty good at that. Let's do that. It was too little too late. In an 82-game season, I don't think you pick out game like 48 
at this point, but prorated, this is like game 70, 72, 73 around there. Um, I don't want to say it's the Chicago game because I feel like that is the easy answer to say is that this one point here is the pivotal win all be all. But if you win any of your earlier matchups or take a loser point from Carolina down the stretch, instead of getting your butts whooped by him the whole way through, or you somehow find a way to beat the Tampa Bay lightning with Vasilevsky in net, which uh, the Detroit Red Wings have done. Or if you don't let Sam Gagne score a hat trick on you, (laughs) there's a bunch of games here that I would blame way more compared to this one blown lead. It just sucks because this is amplified so much more because you blew a 4-1 lead in the third period. And trust me, I know that all too well. It sucks. I like your answer a lot because if anything, this game will be a recency bias. Yeah. More than anything else. And you look back at the one game, you could easily look back at any of these other games that they easily could have, should have been in and then weren't. You look back at a loss to Detroit. We're a team that they should sweep overall, but Detroit's been pesky as well. There's so many games you could look back at in the schedule and be like, well, if they had just won this one or if they pulled this one out or if they just got that uh, overtime win against Carolina at the beginning of March, then maybe they would have had that. Or you go back to February, they lost 2-1 to Florida um, beginning of February. Uh, it, it's there's, there's so many games that you could look at and be like, that was that was the game right there. And that's that's what we have to remember is that the teams in the position that they're in because of what they did earlier in the year. They're also in the position that they're in actually batting for a playoff spot because of what they've done recently. So both things are to quote unquote blame. And they're in this position because they didn't play consistently to start the season. Yeah, good things happened in March and to start oh. April. Good, great things happened for this team to, to really come together. Uh, but it's the overall product of the, of the season is the problem. This is the recency bias, though, that you look back at this game, like they should have won that game. They shouldn't have blown that lead. Yeah, they should not have blown a 4-1 lead. But plenty of other games, too, they had opportunities to win or at least get an extra point out of. And so you can't blame it on one game, but people are going to, we're going, we're going to look at this and be like, ah, that's, that's the one right there. They know what they had to do. Everything was on the line and they didn't get that one point they needed to. So if they missed the playoffs by one point, people are going to look at this game right now. I'm, I'm a little less inclined to even look at this game more. A friend of the show, Jonah story sent me a stat. Chicago Nashville is the best in the skills competition. Five and zero this season, mm-hmm. you drop three of those. And then right now Nashville is, a point under Dallas and Dallas is in that top spot. I honestly believe that the Preds have been good enough to weather most three on three situations, but they're better than a lot of these teams in the shootout. I don't know why. It's crazy to think that because it it wasn't like that a few years ago. And it's very weird because the amount of high skill players on this Preds team for the shootout, you'd think doesn't really exist, but I mean, I'll shut my mouth with slow Joe. I'll shut my mouth with uh, Roman Yossi. I completely get it. Sure. Uh, if they drop two or three of these skills competitions, I hate the shootout so much, if you can't tell, um, then we're looking at something completely different. That's my one shout-out I want to give. Number two shout-out, um, Predators' social media is top-notch, by the way. Uh, I think a lot of teams around the league have done it right this year in terms of their social media presence. Uh, Sarah Giles is who runs the Preds' uh, Yep. Uh, social media team and very good. I thoroughly enjoyed all of the just narcissistic. I have to tweet this. You get a frosty LOL kind of tweets. Big fan of that. Um, yeah. Just wanted to give a shout out there. Yeah, She's taking it and, and running with it as well. So it's been great. Well, Matt, I know we have a giveaway to give away. Oh, we do. I should probably do that. All right. So let's get to this, Matt. We have a 
winner to pick. Remember, it is the Matt Duchesne bobblehead. It is the Aaron Sims bobblehead, the Milwaukee Admirals play-by-play broadcaster, the Ben Franklin Milwaukee Admirals bobblehead, and a National Predators hat. We appreciate everyone for participating in these contests. I will get them sent out. I promise they're in boxes. It's just been a hell of a hockey season uh, to get this going. But let's go ahead and let's get our winner. Draw. And if you're a bot, I'm redrawing it right in front of your eyes. I truly don't care. Uh, I'm pretty sure Daniel Jackson with his email address involving the Predators, which I don't want to say out loud, is a uh, yes, is a winner. Daniel Jackson, congratulations. And he won by utilizing the secret code of free agent. So, Daniel, shoot me a DM and I'll get your address and I'll get these boxed up and eventually sent out to you because I want them out of my house. (laughs) We now have a little corner of all these Predators prize packs that I need to give away and I just need to get them sent out. They're, they're boxed up. It's just a matter of me printing up the postage and getting the USPS to come pick it up. It's just, I keep procrastinating because I'm an adult and a grown ass man. Hey, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with admitting it. I, I fully, fully admit it. Uh, so, all right. Congratulations to Daniel. Appreciate everyone uh, participating in our giveaways and just be on the lookout. We'll probably do more things like this in the future. Uh, so make sure you're following both of us on Twitter for whatever we're doing. Um, at Jesse Bradford, he's at Best of Matt. And let us know what you think about this game and about how that game ended up. And if that's the game you're going to look back at, or if you want to look at the bigger picture of uh, things, look at other games as well. So we want to interact with you also at LO underscore Predators. Subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. And if anything, we will talk to you next time. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.